what's interesting about fear and excuses is if you reverse engineer them backward to the seed of where it's coming from, it means that a stunning majority of the people in this audience are actually tied up in caring about somebody else's point of view on them. And I'm really fascinated by that. Fear's holding you back, you know what you wanna do. The only reason you're not doing is because you're scared of doing what you actually wanna do. So what are you scared of, failing? Um, not failing, but um, still being at the same place when my friends are at the next level. Huge mistake. You don't want the same thing your friends want. So why do you care what they have? Number one mistake so many people make is they care about what other people have. I don't what anybody has. If I have more, if I have less, it doesn't matter. I worry about myself. The fact that you're worrying about other people's accomplishments is already a losing formula. You need to get rid of that first, then you can focus on yourself. I would argue that well more than 50% of the people in this audience are here today because they worry about the way they would be judged by one and or two family members in their inner seven, eight people circle. If you're not feeling it, find new friends. I'm being dead serious about this. This one is real big for me. Who you hang out with is a huge deal. And again, these are all tried and true things, right? We've heard the you're the whatever of the five friends you spent, like that's real. Add one new winner friend. Like, you know what I mean? Add one new winner friend and cut one loser friend. Like, yeah, I know he's been your boy since fourth grade, but he sits at home and smokes weed and plays 2K all day. Like, you can only love him so much. And to me, that is the most fascinating thing that's happening as I'm going through my journey, which is, oh, the reason I am capable and, and have the luxury of standing up here is that my parents parented me in a way that gave me so much self-esteem while respect. When I was nine years old and opened the door for an elderly woman at a McDonald's, she reacted as if I won the Nobel Peace Prize. Good mom. What my mom did was super smart. She overreacted on everything that I was doing that was a good human trait. My mom built huge self-esteem in me and I feel like the biggest reason I am who I am today to everybody is because I feel so guilty and so grateful for what she did for me that I want to do it for everybody else, which is guess what? You suck at a ton of Good, so does everybody else. You're also probably pretty rad at something. Try as many things as possible until you figure out what you're rad at and you like and go do that for the rest of your life and stop giving about everybody else. There's just an incredible, you know, like kind of access point of like what you're great at and what you love. When you stumble into being somebody like me, you really win. When what you're naturally great at is what you naturally love the most, and away you go. And so I think what you need to do is taste everything. It's kind of like food. You don't know what your favorite food is if you only eat one food. So I would take advantage of your youth and, uh, and your flexibility at this kind of age and try to taste everything, play with everything, figure out what you might be good at, what you might like, and then you make a decision. It's a very fine balance. I don't stand up here not giving a about what people think about me. It's just that I care just a little more about what I think about myself than everybody else combined. And I just think a lot of people are crippled by going on the offense 
because we are sold defense. We are sold defense. We just are. Offense is always the best defense. Offense always solves problems as long as your defense is not a complete disaster. So I just think offense is a very good mentality. There is a trigger mindset. I'm always trying to stay on offense. I always say, say I hear from everybody who wins. You know, I, I think the fear of losing trumps the excitement of victory for so many people. I think people are so scared. Nobody wants the, the rejection. Nobody wants to lose. So I understand the philosophy. I understand that strain of DNA that doesn't want to make you lose. Um, but I'm, I'm so desperate to figure out how to convince people that there is no loss in going for it. That, yeah, you might get made fun of and you might have it in your own mind, but trying to figure out how to make people drop that fear of going and building a business for themselves in 2012. Trying to figure out how to make a video or give a talk or send a tweet or write a book. Just something that makes people understand that Executing the way it always is, is gonna lead you to a place where you're not going to win. Life's funny, bro. And I think that a lot of people are sitting here for another reason than those two, fear, judgment of others. And this one's I'm obsessed with if you're following me. And I just think most of you lack patience. I tell these 23 year olds, 26 year olds all the time to be patient because they should. How old are you? 44. Think of, I'm 40. Do you know how young we feel? It's, when you were 26, did you ever think that this is what 44 felt like? No. You thought that that was finished? Yeah. Like, you think a 40 year old, like, when I was 25 years old, I thought a 40 year old was finished. I don't even feel like I'm starting. It's a, it's a balance of regret and patience. Like, you can go hard on, for three years, do nothing right, wake up, and be young. You should really go to a retirement home one day and volunteer and just talk to them. It will make you want to do every minute of your life because when you see regret in a man's eyes, it's painful because you, have, you can't do about it. When you're 90 and you're not mobile and you're tired and it's over, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't build that company you wanted. You can't spend that time with your kid. It's regret. And it drives the out of me. I think that patience has been the disproportionate component of my success. So what should we do, Gary Vee? Let's wrap this up. Yeah, what should we do? What should people do? People should stop complaining. Right. People good, should good figure call. out who they are. Good call. People should not listen to America propaganda of fixing the they suck at. They should be tripling down at what they're good at. They should be competent in certain areas, but you're not gonna become Beyonce or you know like your bone structure is a certain way like you're not gonna solve everything your IQ can get a little bit better but don't worry about the incremental figure out what puts you on fire and you're halfway decent at if you're lucky enough right now to be listening and you're good at what you like become tunnel vision because there's way too many voices telling you what and how. And here's the other thing, and this is the big one, Joe. Have the conversation with the person that's holding you back. The reason most people who are listening right now are not doing that thing is they're worried about the opinion of somebody, usually their mother, usually their father, and the reality is is that your spouse may be the person holding you back and you have to have that conversation. Cut them off. We have to get to a place where you're doing you because the number one thing that scares the 
than me is regret. And you're gonna sit there at 72 and you're gonna say, I wish, I wish, I wish. And whether that's money or spend more time with your family, there's a million ways to do this. Not everybody wants to buy the Jets. Not everybody wants to smoke weed on the beach in Bahamas. Like everybody's got a different thing. Figure out what your thing is and stop making excuses. Who the president is, your mom did this. Like, like I missed it. I had that idea for Uber. Then why didn't you do it? There's a reason that guys and gals like me continue to have audiences because people want to be motivated to go and do things or they want to learn tactics to go and do things. But whether I'm giving you tactical advice like filters on Snapchat or Facebook ads or Instagram story collaborations uh, or I'm motivating you through my words because I communicate that way or through my actions, seeing this wake up at five, work with it. If everybody who's watching this actually did something about it and then went on the course of their version of it, then they wouldn't be watching this. And I genuinely know at the bottom of my heart, out of all the people that want to build audiences, that I'm the complete opposite of almost all of them. Because 99% of people that produce content like this and are out there like I am, the business of being that is what they are. I have businesses. I have Wine Library and VaynerMedia. I don't need your 14 bucks for my book or to be in my course or this and that. So I don't need to monetize you. So I then genuinely want you to never watch me again. The problem is every time you guys are posting, do you know how many times I see on my, on my Instagram, oh I needed this today? And do you know how many times I see that person nine months later still hanging around? If you needed it, then take it and do something about it. The reason there's gonna be a billion motivational views today on YouTube is that people love the feeling of being motivated. They don't like putting in the work to do something about the feeling. I hate the motivation of me until you do something about it. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.